Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything that you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that's going to effortless unite your in-person and online sales into just one source of truth. You're going to be able to track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. You could connect with customers inline and online. And Shopify, it's going to help you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns. So we're talking about TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or you can use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for battle tested solutions. Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. I say do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash headspace. That's all lowercase. So you're going to go to shopify.com slash headspace to take your retail business to the next level today. I'm going to say it one more time. Shopify.com slash headspace. And so I remember this one guy taught me, he said, there's no such thing as failure. There are just lessons that are learned. Have you ever wished you had a wise meditation teacher on speed dial? Someone you can call after a long day. Someone you could lean on for their advice someone to listen and help you to see things differently. Welcome to Dear Headspace. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to be here for another episode of Dear Headspace, a podcast where I sit down with one of our meditation teachers and we answer your questions about life, love, and everything in between. I am Robin Hopkins, and in this episode, I am privileged to sit here with my old pal, Kisanga. You're privileged. I am. I no, am privileged, Robin. No one says that about me. No one says <laughs> But but thank you for saying that. <laughs> no, I look. I, I still look forward to um to to sitting and sharing this space with you, Robin. I do too. I do too. It's a highlight of my day. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So greetings, greetings, everyone. Salutations. Greetings, now, how are you today, <laughs> friend? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I am maintaining well. That, okay. That seems to be my um has been my my slogan lately. I am maintaining well. What does that mean for you? I'm curious. Um, I don't know. It's, it's kind of all-encompassing, right? Um, you know, when you say you're maintaining, that might sound like, oh, you're not, mm, are you doing okay? You know? <laughs> you're know, you not growing, you're stagnant. Right, right, right. You might be a little stagnant, right? But that's why I add the well, right? Oh. So I'm maintaining, but I'm maintaining well. Oh, I like this for <laughs> you. I like this. I mean, I, I've been thinking a lot lately about being inundated with the news and the political climate and, yeah. I mean, climate change. And and I just thought, like, coming into it in, in the spirit of maintaining well, like, let's flip that on its head. 
And I wanted to ask you the question of like, since the last time we chatted, have you had any moments, you know, that have, I don't know, restored your faith in humanity? And and they could be big, it could be small, but like just, although mm. I suppose it's a setup with restored your faith in humanity. That sounds big, but it could yeah, be a small moment big, too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, no, I love questions like this. Um, I love that, you know, no matter how big or how small, because oftentimes we think we have to come up with something that's so grandiose. Yes. Right? Um, my daughter, my, my my youngest daughter, we had bought some Girl Scout cookies. And do you know what she said, Robin? What did she say? Well, Papa, why don't we go and, and give them to um, a homeless person? Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a bus stop that we, we often see. Yeah. Yeah, we were like, why don't we go to that bus stop and, and give, it, give it to one of them? I was like, oh, Zola. Did you, you know. do, did you do like a little, I did good as a parent? <laughs> do you have a moment where you said, I did all right? Because I feel like as a parent, you got to take those moments. Because right, there's right, so exactly. many times where Absolutely. they're actively telling you how bad you are. Perhaps <laughs> my kids. Is that just my kids? Hello? No, I Is feel this thing you, no, on? I, I totally feel you. I totally feel you. Like, but no, if that, 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 that felt good. And that, you know, that made me feel optimistic, if you will. Yeah. I mean, because like really what we're talking about is just bringing more joy into our lives. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm doing I'm doing the artist way right now with a group of friends. The three of us are are going through it together, four of us. And it's so, such a wonderful experience. And I'm and like it's bringing joy into my lives and, and into theirs. And we have like a weekly call. And it's such a wonderful, wonderful thing. And, and I just feel a little bit lighter every day because of it. That sounds awesome. So I don't know. I say that we should. Let's get to some of our questions from our listeners. I mean, because we have fantastic questions where we're going to be talking about overcoming obstacles in the workplace, how to stay mindful while rushing, which I'm plus one on that one. And we have a really important question about feeling safe after devastating tragedies like the earthquake in Turkey. Wow. Yeah. So it's going to be a big show. So without further ado, let's, let's go to our first question. Yeah, let's get into it. Hi, my name is Maria Garcia from Orlando, Florida. And my question is, when confronted with professional obstacles and not meeting goals, how do you turn that energy into a positive outlook in the professional workplace? Thank you. Thank you for your question, Maria. You're talking about the Obstacles in the workplace, not meeting your goals. That's, mm-hmm. it's like, it's funny to me how the question sometimes it could just be one sentence and there's a lot in that question. <laughs> there's a lot in this question, Maria. I think, I think with this question, perspective is, is everything here. You know, just like accepting that you're, you're never going to meet all your goals and that's perfectly okay. Yeah. That's perfectly okay. I, I, I think. Oftentimes we we set these goals and when they're not met, then that's when all of the negativity, mm-hmm. you know, as far as the negative self-talk and the disappointment comes flooding in. Not that there's anything wrong with feeling disappointment, but getting lost in it. Well, it's like, what do you make it mean? What do you make it mean about yourself? Right. And that's where the perspective, that's why I say perspective is, is everything here. Um, what I love is, is when I, I heard Maria say, not meeting my goals versus um, failing. Oh, that's interesting. That's an interesting distinction. That that pinged for me when when I heard her say that because that can be a game changer. The way you phrase what's happening in your life. Yeah. Right. Because if I, oh, I, I, 
once again, I failed. Right, right. And so I remember this one guy taught me, he said, there's no such thing as failure. There are just lessons that are learned. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. And But it sounds like Maria is has, has embraced that to, to some extent because based on what she said, you know, there are goals that I just didn't meet. Right. Right. So I, I, I love that she was able to, um, that, that she mentioned that. She also mentioned having a positive outlook. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm getting the feeling that Maria's on the right track here. I know. I was going to say, you're doing great, Maria. <laughs> I have an 85% uh, philosophy. Like, if I strive for something, I already won. Because, like, if I get 85% of it, nice. that's 85 more percent than if I didn't try. And so mm-hmm. Maria's already trying and winning. But then also sometimes, like, there's that collateral thing you pick up that might be something that you didn't want to get. It wasn't part of your initial goal, mm. but helps move you into a new direction or towards something that you also want. And that wouldn't have shown up if you hadn't set a goal. So I do think right. that there's like that, like, because there's still disappointment in what she's saying. Like she's saying no, all absolutely. these positive things the way that you're saying, but there's still disappointment in her question, right? For sure. I think that disappointment is natural. I think that disappointment is is perfectly okay to feel. Um, being aware not to get lost in it, mm-hmm. maybe even doing some mindful reflection. Um, okay, you know, I didn't meet that goal. Um, let me mindfully reflect on to what happened. And I think next, at some point, you have to step into the concept of letting it go, right? So, so, so gently letting it go. And then the other concept, which is beginner's mind, right? So beginner's, beginner's mind speaks to approaching each moment, each goal, if you will, as if you've never done it before. Oftentimes we hold on to those goals that we weren't able to accomplish and we carry that disappointment into our next venture, which can just make it that much more difficult. So yeah, I I think those two concepts can, can really help in this situation with Maria. I'm, I'm a big fan. And I think we talked about this in a, in a previous episode of just like of the I call it the Robin Hopkins one sheet, but in this case, it'd be the (laughs) Maria one sheet of just like writing down all of the things that you've accomplished, like what you set out to do, what you were doing before, and then what what you accomplished. Because I do think that we forget, like before we started recording today, Kisanga, like the teachers always lead us through a meditation. So we come into Mm -hmm. this podcast, you know, in a grounded space. And Mm -hmm. you said, you know, think about your day and how it's gone so far. And I realized I've had a lovely day. It's only, it's just after lunch and I've had a lovely <laughs> day. And I was like, this is, that's a bang up great day. And if you hadn't, if you hadn't said that, I don't know that I would have taken the time to stop, think about oh. it and say, you know, look, look at how, how lucky I am that I got to have this day. And so yeah. I, I think that the one sheet serves that same purpose of like, oh, look what I did. Look what I accomplished. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I can't speak for everyone else, but I focus on all the things I didn't get versus the things I do get. Sometimes. Why do we do that? That's the, it's so wild. I know, that we it's do that so sometimes. annoying. I know. I know we do do that often. And you know, I don't know Maria personally, obviously, but I'm I, I would bet money that she has many accomplishments that she yeah. can reflect on and 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 feel good about. I think the thing that you're saying, Kesanga, that I think is so wonderful is it's about the perspective and the way you're saying it. So it's like if you don't fixate on what you didn't get, but just evaluate, do I still need that? Do I still want that? Or did something show up that that might be even better that I can 
you know, get. Because, but I mean, it's like if, if you take it to the hard reality of like, like, again, we don't know Maria, but like wanting a promotion and you get mm-hmm. passed over. Like, that's just a yes or a no thing. And that can be really hard to deal with. Like, what do you say about something like that? Well, again, it's, it's not a failure. You, you, and, and I come from the, and I know it's cliche. I know it's cliche, ladies and gentlemen. I know it is. <laughs> I'm aware before I say it. I know it. <laughs> this is cliche. <laughs> but when I say everything happens for a reason. Oh, that's a hard one to hear sometimes. But <laughs> but I I think that saying is so pertinent because basically what it's saying is kind of like what we've stated so far. You're not going to accomplish all your goals. You never know why something doesn't happen. Yeah. Because you can't control everything. You know, you mentioned the promotion. Yeah, let's say yay or nay. If you get a nay, you know, it's easy to to kind of implode. You know, what's wrong with me? Why didn't I yeah. get it right? Um, versus, okay, that was something that didn't happen. That wasn't a goal that was reached. doesn't mean that you're a terrible person. doesn't mean that you're a terrible worker. Again, allow yourself to just pause for a moment, you know, and you never know that you not getting that promotion might have opened up a whole nother door that you're completely unaware of. This is how I, I you know, this is how yeah. I go through life. It, yeah. You know, this is just, and this is Kesunga's philosophy, you know, I'm fully aware but whenever a goal doesn't get met in my life, you know, and I, I don't ignore the disappointment. Like, you know, I don't, want, I don't want to make that clear. I don't ignore the disappointment. And then I, I say to myself, well, you know what? That happened for a reason. I don't know. I may not know what that reason is. Yeah. I don't know what door was opened. But let me, with, with curiosity, continue on. Let this disappointment go, you know, after I've acknowledged it. And with that beginner's mind, you know, that we spoke of, continue on with this life adventure. Yeah. You know, because you just never know what's going to happen. And that's what makes it exciting. I I think that curiosity thing you're saying is really important because that's not judgment. That's just looking at it and going, okay, well, I didn't get it either. There's something more for me to learn at this job. Or maybe that's the universe telling me it's time for me to be looking elsewhere. But like, if I'm looking at that from a, a curious mind point of view, I can see all the options and I can decide, well, oh, may take a step in this direction instead. It kind of kind of ties back to that book, The Alchemist, that we mentioned in yeah. previous episodes. It kind of touched on that, you know, always being aware of the signs that pop up in your life. Mm, yes. You know, so if, if you're so consumed by the, the 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 negative feelings and the regret and the disappointment and what have you, then that can blind you, and you won't be able to recognize the signs. Yeah. So I I don't know, Maria. I think just keep going, keep setting the goals, keep keep going for it, and and be kind and gentle with yourself. Absolutely, and I, and I hope everything we said was helpful, Maria. All right, let's move to our next question from Joanna. Dear Headspace teachers. I have a question. Uh, I would like to ask your advice on how to stay mindful while rushing. So, of course, ideally, I wouldn't get into rush ever, but it just happens that, uh, well, it's sometimes unavoidable. And in those moments, I try to stay mindful, but I'm not really sure how to do that. So, for example, if I have to catch a train or if I have to do something for work rather quickly, how can I stay mindful and present and not go crazy in this moment? <laughs> Thank you for your answer. 
All right. Great question. Well, let me just first say, you know, you're talking to two New Yorkers. So, you know, rushing, <laughs> that just sounds perfect. You know? just in our <laughs> DNA. I was like, how do you even try to get on the train without jogging? Is that even, is that even a thing <laughs> that actually happens for some people? No, this is this is a great question. <laughs> this is a great question. So it's, it's kind of it's kind of what we said before, you know, like rushing is it's almost unavoidable, right? At, at some point in your life, you're gonna find yourself rushing. And it's perfectly okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's it's perfectly okay. You know, it, it's um I would allow yourself to let go of that judgment. All right. So is there such thing as mindful rushing? That, I mean, that's the question. That's the million-dollar question. So, all right, let's just first still deal with the, the stereotype that's being unspoken here, that mindfulness is all about being slow and tranquil and calm <laughs> and at peace. And Gandhi and in I a field rush. of flowers. Yeah, I don't rush to my train. I float. I don't get upset. I float onto my train. No, 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 not at all. Mindfulness is literally paying attention to what is present and doing so without judgment, right? And doing so on purpose also. So if you find yourself in a space where you're rushing, you, I don't know, you woke up late or you you know you wanted to get a little extra sleep or you forgot to prepare your lunch or that kind of, whatever the the reason is you now find yourself in a space of rushing um i think she said for her train yeah right? rushing for her train so with rushing oftentimes the stress is caused by the stories and the judgment that we put on ourselves yeah. Because we find ourselves in a space of rushing, right? So you find yourself rushing. Oh, shoot, I'm going to miss the train. Oh, why did I do this? I can't believe I woke up late. I can't believe this. I can't believe, oh, you know, like, oh, I'm late again. Oh, my God. Right. So it's, <laughs> Why do it's I like, always do this? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And all that is judgment. All that is just self-judgment. It's, um, it's not creating anything but stress. Mm-hmm. So if you find yourself in a space, what does mindful rushing look like? <laughs> that's, so that's the that's the million dollar question. Oh wow, I'm going I'm about to miss my train. I, I I don't want to miss my train. If I don't allow myself to rush, I will miss my train. Okay, what do I have to do? Let me quickly do this, that, and the other. Right? And and really allowing yourself to focus on mm. each task at hand, being aware of when that negative self-talk or negative thinking creeps in. Yeah. And just saying, all right, let me, let me refocus, right? And, and this, in the state of rushing, you will have to do that over yeah. and over and over again. That's just the, the nature of it. Allowing yourself to be fully present with task A without thinking about task B and C Right now, I'm doing for task A for 10 seconds. Boom. All right. Let me move on to task B. 10, 15 seconds. Boom. Right? So yeah. just being present with each moment. Because you're absolutely right. It's not about the it's not about the rushing. 
I mean, that's nothing more than jogging or moving quickly or whatever. Well, it's exactly. about the thing that happened while you're rushing. Like, like every morning I'm mad at my kids when we're rushing to get out the door. I'm not mad that I have to like hustle. I'm mad that they didn't listen to me the first time. The second mm-hmm. time, the third time I said, put your shoes on. I'm, You know, that's what I'm really upset about. And that's where I'm going. And then and then I get mad and then I keep adding on top of it. And none of that is none of that is helpful. None of that right. gets us out faster. None of that starts my day off. Right. So that's such an interesting note to just focus back on the OK, what needs to happen to get us out of this house? Right. And breathing while you're doing it. Because, you know, I, I look at my daughter. Well, now you're asking too much, Cassandra. Right, right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I look at my daughters. You know, they're pretty self-sufficient now. I don't yeah. take them to school anymore. And, you know, and they find themselves in the space of rushing yeah. quite frequently. And so I'm fully aware not to, well, why aren't you ready? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you ready? Right. That's not going to be helpful in, in that in that moment. Yeah, it's not. And I can tell you from my experience that I'm not helpful when I'm doing that. Not helpful <laughs> even at all. And and like I want to be I want to be righteous and I want to be right with my kids. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, it's it's all the things I've told you. I you're not yeah. listening and I'm doing that same thing when it's to myself too. Like uh, Robin, you know better. Like and yeah. I'm not helpful to them. I'm not helpful to me. None of that's good. Not, none of it is 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 helpful. Is helpful. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's not <laughs> yeah. helping in the moment. You know, for, for for me, it all kind of comes full circle back to <laughs> to, to practice, to, to yeah. consistent practice, right? Because that that's when it'll, you know, oftentimes people ask, you know, how do I know if it's working? How, how do I know, you know, that, that you know, when am I going to see results, you yeah. know, from, from my <laughs> meditation practice? But it's moments like this, like when you find yourself in a space of rushing, mm-hmm. but you are moving differently. You're not as uh, frantic or as stressed as you would have been in the past. And you might say, wow, I was able to really to rush and not get as stressed out about it. Oh, you know, so little, little things like that, that's when you start to notice. And it happens organically. It happens naturally. You know, that's, that's when the, your consistent practice will show up. Fantastic. Fantastic. And I think just to a plus one on the the perfectionism part of it. Like just being mindful doesn't mean you're perfect. I think that's a, a really a really great reminder for our caller. Absolutely. Please, please know that. You know, mindfulness does not equal perfection and does not equal enlightenment, right? It, it's, you know, if anything, bring yourself back to the, the foundation, paying attention to what is present. Yeah. Doing so with intention and doing so without judgment. Amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Well, good luck out of there and, and slow down. <laughs> no, no, keep going. It's You're doing great. All right, Kesanga, I hate, I can't even believe we're saying this, but this is time for our third question from Zainab. All right. Let's All right, get here it. we go. Dear Headspace, my name is Zainab and I live in Turkey, where along with Syria, we experienced two devastating earthquakes. While I don't live in the areas affected by the quakes, I and millions of people are helplessly witnessing this trauma. And I do believe it's important to see and remember and help the millions affected. Most of Turkey is at risk for earthquakes and living in unsafe cities. And I'm wondering, how can mindfulness help with some sense of safety to continue living without constant anxiety? Thank you. Wow. Mm. 
But I mean, this yeah. is just, this is a really powerful question. And I believe there was even, I think, another earthquake since this this question came to us. So this is just a really, yeah. you know, important, important question. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, I can't imagine. So I just want to, you know, just first and foremost, just send massive, massive amounts of um, love and care to the people of, of Turkey and Syria. I can't imagine how it must be to live in areas like that where they're yeah. so susceptible to, to natural disasters. You know, I had, I had a, uh, my family's from the Caribbean, and I remember my cousin was living in the Virgin Islands, and they got wiped out by a hurricane. I forgot which hurricane it was. And they were homeless for for Ugh. weeks. They were homeless for weeks and just, and it, and finally they just had to come back to New York. Yeah. And I, I was like, wow. You know, I'm, I'm just blown away by, you know, kind of like what Zainab was saying, that kind of constant anxiety that that's present. You know, and even though she was saying that she's not, um, she wasn't hit directly where she lives by the by the earthquake. We know that secondary trauma yeah. can be just as devastating. So I, I Zaynab, I don't want you to take that for granted. You know, during these these times, it's so important. You know, I know I know. Oftentimes you hear us say this, but to really be super gentle with yourself. Yeah. And really stepping into that space of self-compassion, self-care, self-love, knowing that the healing process is just going to take time. Allowing yourself to accept that also. Like, you know, like I stated, my family is from the Caribbean. And any, mo most islands, I won't say any, but most of the islands in the Caribbean are susceptible to natural disasters, specifically hurricanes. I mean, just year after year. And six month, a six-month season of, of hurricane season. Yeah. This question, I'm really thinking about them and, and how I often wonder how they live day to day knowing that at any moment their homes are just completely wiped out and they have to rebuild and they have to endure. And some of the lessons that I've learned have been very powerful from, from this kind of lifestyle. I know one thing that has been very helpful is just staying in a space of gratitude. And it doesn't have to be anything grandiose, right? It doesn't have to be anything huge. I mean, something as small as waking up each day, just finding, being intentional and finding that something that you can be grateful for. Yeah. Right? And, and again, we're not trying to get rid of the, sadness or the, the grief. What we're trying to do here is is harmonize it, right? This dichotomy of grief and sadness can coexist with gratitude and joy. Yeah. In fact, the two kind of harmonize each other. I don't like to say balance out because balance, again, implies that perfection. When oftentimes this moment I'm feeling, I'm feeling sad and, and, and angry, and in this moment, I'm feeling a little more joyous and grand in a space of gratitude. And two hours from now, it might shift, right? And that's perfectly yeah. okay. But finding that that something that harmonizes the the grief and the sadness, the anger, the frustration, the anxiety, 
Because it's like a, it, they're all mixed together. There's like you said, there's the two parts. There's the one side about the grief of what's just happened. And then there's the anxiety of what could happen, what could come. Right, exactly. I just want to reiterate, just allowing yourself and giving yourself time to grieve. Yeah. And knowing that it's okay. You know, I, I again, I can't imagine what that, what that must be like. I mean, I've been in instances where, there was, you know, high anxiety, high danger, and and it it does not feel good, and it just takes just takes time, and so allowing yourself that time and space to to heal, and to take care of yourself and your loved ones. Yeah, it's a it's a big question. It's it's a really because it's like in that setup. There's not like there's sometimes where we have to sit in things. Yeah, and and yeah. there isn't a solution that that you can find your way out of it and that's and that's difficult it is difficult it, it is it is difficult again i circle back to to, to to the practice it helps with building that resiliency that you may need to sit in difficult times like this yeah and i feel like i'm not even giving it justice when i say difficult times because this is just abhorrent times you know but in in horrific times like this that consistent practice is what gives you that resiliency to continue on. Yeah. Well, th- we thank you for your question. And obviously, everyone here at the Headspace team and Dear Headspace team, we, we send you um, love and light. And we hope that, you know, we hope for, for the best. Absolutely. Thank you so much for um, sending that question, Zainab. Well, those were just all absolute fantastic questions. And I am for one. I am looking forward to uh, practicing mindfulness while I'm rushing all over New York City. Kisanga, how about you? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I kind of, um, I love that, that particular question because it made me reminisce of my New York City <laughs> rushing days. You still got you still got New York, the Big Apple in your heart. I can just tell. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, lo- I love to, 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 to come to New York. Visit, but these days I visit New York. I run amok. I run wild. <laughs> And then I come back. <laughs> and then I come back <laughs> to North Carolina. <laughs> oh. But yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for the for the questions today. They were really awesome questions. And I just want to mention um, really quickly some courses that are in the app mm. that would um, really, really be helpful. And three that came to mind. Um, there's a, um, a meditation called Everyday Gratitude. I think that'd be really helpful work crisis SOS and then the managing anxiety course I think would be um, very helpful for some of some of the things that we talked about today oh, those are those are great suggestions Kisanga and thank you as always as I always like to say for your wisdom and for mm-hmm. putting up with me and let's not forget to thank our listeners for their questions you know we wouldn't have a show without the questions so to anyone who is listening who has a question that you would like answered on Dear Headspace just head over to sayhi.chat slash Dear Headspace All you have to do is follow the prompts, record your question. And if we use your question on the show, you're going to get three free months of Headspace. You can use it. You can give it to a loved one. It's all it's all good. That is so awesome, Robin. And now it's that time of the show where we transition out of this moment on to the next. As we talked about today, we often rush from one activity to the next. So what we've done is we've built in a moment where we help you process what you've just heard and transition from this moment 
into whatever you have next planned. And so for today, as you listen to the sounds of wind going through palm trees, allow your mind to do whatever it wants to do. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy. And remember to be kind to each other always. Dear Headspace is a Headspace Studios original podcast. It's produced by Robin Hopkins, Ash Jones, and Scott Sorensen. It's executive produced by Morgan Selzer, Sarah Cohen, Baron Farmar, and Danny Christamy. It's hosted and produced by Robin Hopkins, Kesonga Giscombe, Dora Kamau, Samantha Snowden, and Eve Lewis Prieto. Sound recording and post-production is by Dan Kroll. Music is by Scott Sorensen and Chris Merguia. And a very special thanks to Colleen Lutz.